Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is LeCharles and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for all the things that you provided for us, Lord, that you've given us everything that we need inside this earth, Lord, to go and complete your will, and that you have already given us the Holy Spirit, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. This morning, we are in chapter 7, and we'll be covering verses 20 through 28. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of Scripture, please? I will. All right, promise? And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they become priests without an, without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there are many priests, because they are prevented by death from, from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who have come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest is fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily, as those high priests, to offer sacrifices, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once for all, when he offered, himself, when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priest men who have weakness, but the word of the oath, which came after the law, appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Annie. Yes, thank you, sir. So, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I will. All right, Layla. What the Lord was showing me, um, we'll stop by verse 22 first about Jesus um being so much more a better surety of a better covenant meaning that now we have hope and we have rest and we can put our faith in Jesus um and and the work that he's done knowing that that will bring us salvation and we'll be um able to be reunited through the Lord or I'm sorry to the Lord through the blood of Jesus the co- the commandments the 10 commandments beforehand and the offering of bulls and goats weren't going to provide salvation for human beings because uh, we mentioned in another episode that it, the blood of bulls and goats and rams and lambs and pigeons and turtle doves wasn't created to wash away sin they don't have the power to do that all they could do was temporarily cover it which is why the priest had to go up and offer the sacrifices every day Mm -hmm. and then on the day of atonement they needed the scapegoat and the the goat that was slaughtered and so jesus fulfilled both those roles the scapegoat and 
the sacrificial lamb because his blood is the only blood ever that could take away sin and completely wipe it out and erase it nobody else can do that and then in verse 23 because there were many priests or there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing that was because they had sin we we read in um i believe it's james after sin is conceived it brings forth or actually no desire brings forth that and then after it's conceived it finally brings forth death that's just the accumulation of it and we see in the time of moses or not moses i'm sorry noah in genesis 6 when the lord was saying that he was sorry that he made mankind because the wickedness was so great on the earth and he said in not quite sure exactly which verse it is but the lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be 120 years now there's faith required for the 120 but the but the lord in this passage and before adam and woman were kicked out of the garden he he said that he didn't want us to live in a corrupted state forever which is what would have occurred if adam and woman were able to eat from the other tree that was the tree of life that was in the garden so they because of sin the the priest died after a certain time and then there became a point in the children of israel's you know journey in the wilderness and moses writes about it in psalm 90 saying that um the days of our lives are 70 years and if by reason of strength they are 80 years yet their boast is only labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away so because of the sin and because of the 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 blood of bulls and goats wasn't able to wipe it off the books the sin was still you know taking its the people chose to continue to engage in sin and open the door for the adversary to steal kill and destroy but now that jesus has come we have that opportunity to come to the lord and have it wiped off the books it doesn't happen automatically just because you're human you have to come and you have to ask for it and the lord is generous and gracious to to supply that for us but we have to continue in faithfulness towards him as well mm-hmm. now the ones that were specifically referenced in psalm 90 were the ones that the lord told that they mm-hmm. would not be able to enter into the promised land yes the the lifespan that god talked about in genesis 120 years was not just for righteous people that was mankind period righteous or wicked the mm-hmm. lifespan of human was going to be lived at or limited to 120 years versus almost a thousand years like what they were living before the flood so um the, and again just making that distinction sin is a thief it will steal kill and destroy absolutely and produce death and whoever entertains it and using our faith is important but also make those distinctions god said 120 for mankind he didn't say for righteous mankind right or he didn't limit it or make it exclusive it was for mankind that's why there are wicked people or um ungodly people if you will that live longer than you're like man you're still alive i thought you would have been gone by now but no (laughs) they're still living um, that's because God is, that's one of those orders that he set, just like, um, replenishing the earth. It's not limited to only if you're righteous, you'll have babies. So that should solve your question. If people, you know, asking why, why did God allow my, you know, sinful parents who weren't going to love me to have children? Because God set that in motion as an order that will not change to replenish the earth. There was no stipulation of whether you're righteous or wicked. That's something that he gave to men to ha- mankind to have dominion over and left it in the power of mankind. 
So if you engage in the actions that produce life, whether you are a righteous person or a wicked person, life will be produced under the right conditions. Now he's encouraged everyone to make a choice for righteousness, but that's something he has charged us with Mm -hmm. accountability over. Okay. So bringing it back to Hebrews uh, chapter seven, the verse that you started with verse 21, 22, I'm sorry, that he gave us that he has become surety of a better covenant. Now, what the apostle is saying here is he's connecting it back to chapter six, where he talked about the two immutable things that the father gave Abraham to let him know that his promise was sure and real, and it was going to happen. Now we have three immutable things because the blood of Jesus is immutable, unbreakable, does not dissolve, cannot be overpowered. And we can absolutely put our hope and our trust and our confidence that this assures our entrance into the kingdom of heaven. The surety that God gave to Moses, his oath that he would bless him and that he would cause him his, um, his heir to come into the world. We know that specific, the seed of Abraham is Christ. Um, now it's been added to for us, the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. which yes, cannot be treaded upon. And so that's why he was, he started us in chapter six, talking about an oath, an oath, right? Um, for verse 16 of chapter six, for men indeed swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is for them an end to all dispute. So now Christ came with an oath, making himself surety, his blood surety of the covenant that we have and the assurance that we have of our salvation. So now we have his name, we have his word, the fact that he cannot lie, Right. And the blood of Jesus Christ, which does not perish, cannot be uh, prevailed upon. It is strong and unbreakable, just as the word of God is unbreakable. And God's very character is unbreakable. But but he's also, Paul, or the Lord through Paul, here is communicating an additional uh, weighty, heavy uh, point here, right? What did Jesus say concerning himself when they asked about Abraham? Before he was, I am. Okay. So he's there according to the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was clearly before Abraham. Abraham had not yet been established, right? So Yes. So Jesus, again, as you pointed out, honey, honey, the two immutable things, now three, because Melchizedek clearly was established and pointed and everything by the Lord prior to Abraham. So Jesus said very plainly, before Abraham was, I am. So you see, it's he's making this, this direct correlation. Jesus was there since the beginning. He was already there. They're saying according to the order of Melchizedek, because Melchizedek, like Christ, where did he come from? Where was his lineage? Right? He was just, the Lord was always there. It was, a, again, Melchizedek as a type of forerunner or type in shadow of what is found in the Lord. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Everybody, yes, everyone's yes. tracking? So there's that point as well. And again, all of this is the Lord communicating through Paul in this letter so that the Hebrews or the Jews of the day could understand instead of, yeah, un, I'll just say it, mm-hmm. understand the scriptures that they have been reading this whole time with revelation so they could actually get the understanding along with the wisdom the knowledge and the counsel the lord was providing to them instead of misunderstanding 
because they were hearing what they wanted to hear through the religious teachings of men mm-hmm. that did not have revelation as given directly from the Lord through Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Lord cannot speak to us beyond what we understand. Like if we don't mm-hmm. have any reference point, it, we won't get exactly. the, the point of what he's saying. So they all knew about Melchizedek. So that's a great example to go. He's just like Melchizedek. All right, Melchizedek is just like him, right? Well, he's greater than Melchizedek, yes. right? But yes, so... To understand the concept of the joining of king and priest exactly. and the role that Christ plays. So, amen. Promise, did you have something? Yes. Well, Layla, as you were speaking, the Lord was reminding me of how because that the, Jesus is eternal and he is, our high, he is our high priest, we are able to come to God for everything that we need. And... Going to verse 26, where it talks about how that he was without sin. And the Lord was reminding me of how when we come to the Lord, it shouldn't be where we're trying to get to know him every time, but that we already know him. And so that we're not trying to convince the Lord to help us, but we already know that the Lord will help us. And as a result, because of we have that knowledge, and assurance, as it says in 20, verse 22, that we're able to progress in our relationship with God instead of coming, instead of just knowing his works and actually knowing his ways. And the way that happens is first by well, having an intimate relationship with God and when we loving him completely and not from a place of obligation. Mm-hmm. Believing and building your relationship with him. So that it grows. Like you don't wake up every morning and go, who are you? Right. Ma, ma, ma. You know, you don't relive that experience of understanding that I'm your mother and that's your dad and all those kind of things. We've established that. <laughs> that's well established and we build and move on from there. So likewise, having that same kind of understanding of our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior, our great high priest and the Holy Spirit um, to build on the relationship we have. He's already made it well known that he loves us. He cares for us and he is doing good things for us. So moving forward with that confidence to move into the deeper things, to understand him personally and let that be the guidance for how we approach him is definitely important. Layla, did you have something else you wanted to say or promise? Were you still talking? Oh, no. Okay, Layla. Um, I just very quickly wanted to mention that the last half of what I forgot to mention earlier about um, verse 24, but he, this is talking about Jesus because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. So showing the distinction again and outlining that, you know, the Lord's superior, there's there's no outmatching him when it comes to anything. So while we were cut off and unable to do certain things because of sin nature, the Lord Jesus was able to finish it all from the beginning to the end and provide atonement for everybody else. So now that we are and has made available the opportunity for us to become children of the most high God, to be the the kingdom of priests and Kings with him and be joint heirs with Christ, which was, before Jesus had come and provided atonement for our sins, unavailable because, again, that sin, it, it needed to be paid for. It was still on the books. And the Lord was gracious enough to send his son to pay that price because that was the only only currency that could um, eliminate that debt. So it's important that we remember and honor the work that the Lord has done. That's the other thing that the Apostle Paul is writing about here. 
honor the Lord and the work that he's done because up until this point, they were, um, I wouldn't say smack talking, but they were showing disrespect to the Lord. And as, and when they were crucifying Jesus, they were cursing him. So the, the apostle Paul is going, wait a minute, look at this, realize who you're talking about here, because the, fa- the son isn't different than the father. It's not a different entity. He's not some external force. It's, it's the Holy Trinity, the Lord, our God, the Lord, our God is one hero Israel. So that the, the son is part of the Godhead and he deserves your respect, just like the Holy Spirit and just like the father does. So it's important that as you are living out and walking before the Lord, as you are keeping his commandments, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, that you're also showing him the due respect for what he's done and treating it and esteeming it highly because it, it did cost the Lord something to, to be crucified and to pay our debt. It, mm-hmm. it cost him something and it wasn't just a few lashes now, but it, it had, um, he went to hell for us. So that, that's something, um, important to me. I'll say that there's no other person that I can think of that would be willing to do that. And Paul writes about it in another epistle of his. <laughs> amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> nobody's gonna want to no natural person wants to die for a sinner maybe they'll do it for a righteous man but but the lord jesus came and died for us while we were still in our sins while we were showing him our backside when we were disrespecting him and going ah i don't need you but he still came and he still did it in excellence so shouldn't we do what god asked us to do in excellence that's the very least we could do amen absolutely amen and just another thought for you no one can go to hell for you. Exactly. Even if a person died a million times and went to hell each time where there's no reincarnation, we know that's not possible. But even if that happened, it would have no weight for you. It'd have no value. They'd just be like, oh, that's so sad. Boo-hoo. You know, somebody just died and went to hell for no, no purpose. It's only the precious and pure blood of Jesus Christ that has the purchasing power necessary to redeem us from our sins. And I was I was looking at this. Uh, we were talking about, or the verse 24, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. You think about in the, the United States, for example, we get a new president every four years. And the tumult that mm. results when that happens, the the lag in assistance Before, during, or coverage, and after. Right. So sometimes it might be a good president. Sometimes it might be a bad president who, you know, destroys the country and, and hurts the people and is wants to put them in bondage or is ignorant and causes them to be put in bondage, whatever it is, right? And there's a a change. They have the same thing amongst the high priest. That's no different because that's uh, a heart heart issue. The heart of mankind is desperately wicked above all things, right? So when we have different presidents come in, there's a time before a change can happen and you don't know how things are going to work out on your behalf, but because we have a high priest who continues forever, there's never a, a changing of the guard, if you will. There's never an uncertainty that comes with who's going, who's coming next. Are they going to follow God? Are they going to obey the the things of God? Are they going to be on my side? Am I going to be able to benefit under their watch and their care? You, you understand what I'm saying? We yes, have mommy. excellence mm-hmm. forever in a continuous 
of excellence. And in, in healthcare, we have something called continuity of care. We like the same people to take care of the same patient so they can, can establish a relationship. They can build confidence and know that they have someone who knows about them who's going to care for them, not have to reteach every single person who they are and explain their illnesses all over again. And Christ is the originator of that. I don't have to go explain to a new high priest who I am, where I've been, what my story is. Christ already knows, and he knows it to the the nth degree in absolute perfection with absolute love and his best interest um, on my behalf, but also my best interest is contained in there because he's only good and he only wants to do good things for us. So just keeping that assurance at the forefront of our mind, we don't have to wait and see what's going to happen because Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's good now. He was good then, and he's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yes, Molly. Amen. And to add to your point, he's appointed by our Heavenly Father. Amen. The chief judge of the heart. Right. So who also appointed all these other judges and leaders and in the past. And we had, or... I'll say, in this case, it's the Hebrews, right? The Jews of the day fully trusted the Father with his choice. But now we're talking about Jesus, who the Lord said, or the Father said very plainly, this is my choice, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And, as we just read, he will not relent. You're a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So, how much greater reverence should we be giving our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. He's the door that everyone must enter in in order to get to the Father. Amen. And there's no duality mm-hmm. or self-will or um, right. self selfish ambition, well, desirous he, he of said, gain. if you have He's seen good. me, you have seen the Father. Amen to that. So there's something that we should ask ourselves as we examine ourselves concerning our relationship with the Lord. As you pointed out, Layla, it's the Godhead, his Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are one. So you can't dismiss any part of the Godhead, especially the one who is the door, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and think you'll enter in. Right? Anyone that chooses to try to enter in other than the door is what? A thief and a robber. Okay. So are we trying to go around the order that's been established and set by the Lord? Mm-mm. And if you are, I encourage you to, to repent, humble yourself to repent and take that up with the Lord. Restore that relationship with him or enter into that relationship with him for both now, your life now, and your eternity. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, We're going to pause there, so can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for this time in the Word, Lord. We thank you for your graciousness, Lord, and your mercy that you've shown to us, Lord. We thank you that you're our high priest forever, Lord, and that you make atonement for us on our behalf, Lord, so that we are able to enter in and and stand clean and blameless and spotless before you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be part of your plan, Lord, to be your sons and daughters and members of your household. So we thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord. We thank you for the blessing that you've placed upon them, Lord, of divine 
protection, Lord, intervention and provision, Lord, as they go to school, go to work or wherever it is that you've called them to go, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus almighty name. Amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.